Hi everyone, I'm Nick Palatichuk. I'm an independent film director and screenwriter. I'm also an independent comic book artist and creator. I want to let you know about my podcast, The St. Paul Filmcast. It's a weekly podcast where I interview other independent filmmakers and other artists from the Twin Cities area. You can find the show on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Amazon Radio, as well as our distributor, Podbean. You can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So, if you're interested in how independent films get made or the process of filmmaking, also, if you're interested in other artists' process and works as well, tune into my show, The St. Paul Filmcast, where it's not over till the guests say it's over. What it is, what it do. Take a sip, take a poop. How you guys doing? Welcome to Glenn Thanks, the podcast for today. While we're on the subject of poop, man, let me tell you what happened to me this week. Uh, so I stopped at this, uh, I stopped at this gas station. Usually every morning on my way to work, I, st- I pop in there, I might get a little canister of icebreaker mints um i have to eat those mints throughout the day to keep me from requiring a nicotine substance you know whether it be dip whether it be a cigarette you know whether it be nicotine that i gotta shoot in in intravenously um because i just feel the need for that on a daily basis I don't think I think that when you quit nicotine whatever it is like it stays in your soul you're like you know what life could be you know what I mean and smoking just ain't nobody trying to smoke and ain't nobody trying to dip around these parts I'm just saying I miss it sometimes I would like to have it I would like to possess it even if I just know it's there I remember I've quit smoking before when I used to smoke I quit smoking still carry a pack of cigarettes in my car just something about knowing they're there is comforting you know it's comforting to to just for me to know that they were there well now I don't have that I don't have that anymore so I usually have like a little thing of icebreaker mints you know it feels like a can of dip in my pocket You know, it's round. It's not exactly the, you know, it's not exactly the same. But, you know, I'll pop it out and have me a mint, you know. But when I feel, when I feel the urge come over me, I'll pop it out and have a mint. You know, so I stop at this gas station. And if I'm running low on my mints, I'll I'll get me a little can of mints. You know, I usually get a little something for breakfast, a little unhealthy something or another. And, uh, you know, if I want a bottle of water or something like that, you know, get me a bottle of water. So I walked in the store to make a long story longer. I walked into the store, um, this week and, uh, you know, it's the middle of the night. I walk in there and the lady is, uh, the lady that was working in there, she was, uh, making some coffee. And she said, are you going to be a minute? And I was just grabbing my stuff like I do every morning. 
And I said, why? You know, like, why does it matter if I'm going to be a minute? And she said, oh, I have to use the bathroom. And then I was a little bit embarrassed. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, why do you ask why? It's just like, it just hit me weird because I'm like, I'm in here every morning. I grab what I need and I bounce, you know, and she said, why? And then I made this poor woman tell me she needed to go to the bathroom. You know, she ain't a bad looking woman. You know, she's not a dime by any stretch, but, you know, she ain't no nickel either. So, uh, so I was like, that's fine. You know what I mean? Who I like, what am I supposed to be like? No, you know, I'm ready to check out now. So I was like, yeah, this it's fine. It's fine. So I went up to the counter. I put my items on the counter. I just stood there and waited. And I was like, man, I'd left my phone in my car. So I started looking at the clock up on the wall, right? One minute rolled by. Two minutes rolled by, and before I knew it, five minutes rolled by. And I was like, you know, at that point, at the five-minute mark, I thought, you know, this was a number two, or she's doing cocaine. You know, those are the two options. You know, once once you're in the bathroom for more than five minutes... It's number two or cocaine. Yeah, it's just got to be. If you're there by yourself, you know, not that I I know. Those are just my educated guesses, right? So I stood there, and I was like, look, I can't be here. I can't just hang out here. You know, I got got places to go people to see. I'm not just going to stand here, you know? So about eight minutes in, some other people finally come into the store, now I have a line behind me, right? And this is in the middle of the night, you know? And so she finally comes out of the bathroom, right? And so I'm like, you know, if you're coked up, that's fine. You know, that's not fine. Like, I'm not saying it's good to be coked up. I'm not saying that that behavior is acceptable, you know? But it's a, at the same time, it ain't none of my business if you have your little sniff you know, at an establishment where I don't work, it don't really matter to me. You know, it just means that you'll ring up my items all the faster. But then I was like, well, you know, what if it was a number two and you're sitting here touching my food items? You know, I don't like, I don't like the sound of that. I just don't, it didn't sit with me well. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want people that, like, people that serve me food, I want to pretend that they just never go number two, you know? It's just a thought that you don't want to have, you know? It's it's a thought that you don't want to have when somebody's touching your food items, even the packaging, you know what I mean? Like, if you're at the grocery store, you don't want to be thinking about the cashier that touches every one of your food products having to take a number two sometimes. You know, you just don't want to acknowledge that. But for some reason, at that time of the morning, and because she pretty much was like, I'm going to the bathroom. Like, it just was like, oh, man, now I've got to face the this reality. You know, I've got to... Sometimes you got to face realities that you're not really... It's like stuff that you put out of your head because you don't want to think about it. I don't want to face that. You know, but this week I faced that. 
I was fa- I looked at face to face the reality of people that touch my food go poo. Yeah. Just I'm sorry, but it's just what I dealt with. I was forced to deal with that because I'm polite this week. You know, if as if I was impolite, I would not have faced that reality this week, but I'm a polite guy. You got to go. You got to go do some coke. You got to go poo. You know, I'll be a gentleman. You know, I'll be a gentleman while you, you know, take care of your needs. So, you know, that's where we're at. That's that's where I'm at in life, you know. But, uh, yeah, so that happened this week. this week about this dude whose girlfriend had died like dude i want to say like probably a decade before maybe it was eight or nine years before you know um and he signed up for this service where he could still message her you know essentially text her i think it was like a chat thing like a chat like on his computer and uh, he signed up for this thing where he could communicate with a simulated version of his girlfriend, right? And I was like, dude, it kind of freaked me out a little bit, right? It kind of freaked me out that that's a thing. Not like freaked me out like, oh, I'm scared, but it's just one of those things that, do you know how when you learn about something, it's kind of like becoming an adult, you learn about something like you didn't know you didn't know about, you know? And it's like, Oh, like everyone's not trustworthy. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things that you hear about and like, it's kind of like a kid learning about sex before they think that it's a cool thing. You know what I, you know, it's like one of them things, which I don't think this will ever be a, cool thing to me I hope (laughs) you know um maybe that was a bad example it's like I don't know man It, it just it was just weird when I was reading it because I was like dude somebody had to come up with this and I think Elon Musk it's his technology somehow but it was like dude how does that give you closure man you know what I mean doesn't that put you like if you lose somebody you know say i have a girlfriend say that okay let's say i'm capable of loving somebody first off you know say that i my my cold dead soul has that capability you know not like of course i love my kids and my family but i'm talking about like a romantic love pretend i'm capable of that you know and that that could exist in my life for a minute just for the sake of the example. And, like, man. uh, And say that I fell madly in love with this girl, right? And and then she died, 
you know, a horrible, horrible, you know, painful death, you know, like a tractor accident. Yeah, she had a tractor accident while she was plowing the fields. She was plowing the fields and she fell off it and, you know, the tractor was like in cruise control. I don't know, the tractors, I imagine tractors have cruise control. The tractor was in cruise control. It's a nice tractor. And she fell up and got like, she got all dismembered. She they, she went through a baler, you know, and that smushed her up. And uh, not that you needed all them details, but I'm just like trying to give you a picture of what I had to deal with in the story. So, um, so my girlfriend got all bailed up, you know, and then I was like, I just couldn't get over, right? I just for years, I just couldn't get over. I was like, I miss her so much. And, um, and then I, I decide that, that I want to still speak with her, a simulation of her on a computer right after i type in some information you know wouldn't that just make you delusional wouldn't that like be emotionally confusing you know when i was reading i was like how do you get closure that's like opening up a can of worms right like it, if you can't just get over it on your own, which I'm a firm believer, like I know I have issues. I know that I have stuff in my life that I'm aware of that I could use some therapy for. Right. I, I'll admit that, you know, I'll admit that I'll be vulnerable enough to even people that I don't even know because I just don't care. Like, if you judge me and be like, you're admitting that you could use therapy, yet you're not in therapy, you know, I have an opinion about you, Glenn. Like, even if you are saying that, it just don't even matter, man. Don't matter. It don't, it just, I'll say it, you know, just because that's what, I know there's stuff about me. Like, if you think that you got it going on and you're all good, I think therapy could help everybody, you know, in some way, shape, or form. Is everybody going to do it? No. Am I going to do it? Nah, man. I think I got some mild stuff, you know? Like, if it was deep-rooted, like, if I had, if I had, like, a, a somebody that I love that loved me that died, like, uh, die in a tractor accident and get dismembered, and I couldn't get over it, I think that I probably would want to talk that out and figure out how to move past. Because there comes a certain point where you got to move on, you know? And as I read that article, I was like, this dude can't move on. And this is going to make it even harder, you know? Like, I don't understand. Like, I understand, like, something like that immediately after somebody dies. It could give you closure if you use that service... Like, you had to pay a subscription of, like, five bucks or something. But if you use that service just to say goodbye, you know, I'll get it then. But to, like, like, let's pick up where we left off. You know, I just don't, I don't know, man. That seems like it would, like, do more damage than good. You know? I'm not judging. I'm just saying when I was reading it, that was just my opinion of it. Yeah, if I was judging, I would tell you I was judging. I was just like, I felt bad for the dude. 
you know i was like this just gonna string it out this is not emotionally good bro yeah and like i don't know man the emotions are so it's like emotions are tricky dude yeah they just are you know the, the when i think about things in my life you know that were the worst i think of like emotional stuff you know everything could be everything as far as health having my needs met you know not wanting for anything you know some of the worst times of my life everything on the outside was good but it was like emotional pain you know and that's just weird how emotional pain like if it's physical pain you can you know go and get treated from a doctor but it seems like the worst kind of pain sometimes the majority of the pain that you feel in your life unless you're just messed up you know unless you like have some disease or a condition where you're in constant pain you know, or, you know, arthritis. I'm not saying this kind of stuff doesn't exist. What I'm saying is the majority of pain in my life so far, you know, almost 40 years of being on this planet has been something that is on the inside of me, right? That that can't be treated. And you could be like, well, Glenn, people numb it. People numb it with like, substances or you know alcohol or you know they numb they numb numb it with relationships or sex or gambling like dude there's so much there's so many emotional issues that people struggle with where you look at them and you just don't know like they don't have symptoms you know, that you can see unless you're really, unless you really know them and you're really looking for that stuff, you can't even see the stuff, man. I think everybody carries this stuff around. Like, everybody's emotionally, I don't know, they have dysfunction going on emotionally. Like, everybody. And everybody tries to use something to fix that with because they're not okay with themselves. You know, they're not okay with the hand that they've been dealt. And when I read that, I was like, dude, it's not all right with the hand that he's been dealt. And he's trying. He's just in so much pain. He doesn't know what to do. And this is taking, this is going to take him to a dark place is how I felt about it. You know, I wouldn't want to do that, man. Even because it would just screw with my head. But it was wild. It's wild the stuff that's out there now, man. I heard a guy on the internet this week, you know, because everything that you hear on the internet, see what happened. This is what happened. Like I had TikTok when it first came out, when it was hitting. And then like, once I had it for a while, I was like, oh, this is just a big time suck. You know what I mean? Because it's like you flip through those short videos and a bunch of them are dumb. You know, a bunch of them, like a bunch of them are dumb because it's like, it's like, uh, people on the street being like, you know, you know, would you, how would you rate me? You know, would you, would you you smash your pets? You know, or it's couples making up 
scenarios that aren't true, but they're acting, but they're bad actors, but they're good-looking people. So people are like, 400,000 likes, and we'll send you a check. Like, it's just not... Like, why I want to watch some some false scenarios? Like, why I want to watch some something that ain't even real? Y'all just acting like it's real. You acting like some girls take... Oh, it's just a prank. My ex is texting me, you know, and then the girl gets mad and, you know, or it's just like, why I want to watch that, man? You know, it's not like YouTube because YouTube, once I watch a couple 10 minute videos or 20 minute videos, I'm like, okay, I got to go. I got stuff to do. But with them TikTok videos, you just keep, you keep flipping. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, once I saw, I like the ones about meat where they'd be cooking meat. I like the I like them ones. I like the fails. Like I like when people get hurt on them, you know, or short comedy clips. We'll see. So I deleted TikTok a while back, you know, and then now they're putting that stuff on YouTube, like little TikTok clips. And I don't know. I guess they in cahoots with each other. But I was like, man, so it, it sucked me right back in this week. You know, I'm not proud of that. I'm not proud of that. I'm just telling you. You know, you, I, 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 I let it never be said that I wasn't honest with you. Um, but I saw this one video and this guy said, you know, because they have millionaires and billionaires and like people like Jordan Peterson and just like brainiacs and people post stuff, you know, clips of these people. And, uh, let me get a sip of my Diet Pepsi. I've been trying to drink more water. It ain't working good. I need to drink. Man, I need to drink more water. I don't drink. I already know I don't drink enough water. I think that I my skin could be majestic if I drink. Not really. I just don't want to get, like, really wrinkly real fast, you know? Because I am getting older. But, uh. But this guy said on the TikTok video, he said, every mistake that I've ever made in my life was directly tied to my emotions. It was an emotional decision. And he said, because my mind knows the right thing to do. And I thought about it. And I was like, man, that's like absolutely true for me. Every misstep that I've had in my life that ended up causing me pain, like wrong choices, it was a decision that I made solely off how I felt, right? Right. And my emotions would cloud my judgment and I would justify and rationalize and give myself reasons why I should follow my emotions, right? Follow your heart is one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard in my life. It just is, right? Because all the wins in my life have been directly connected to a logical decision that I made with my mind over my heart, right? It just, it just works that way. 
you know? Sometimes when you make those decisions that mentally, all right, I know this is the right decision to make mentally, sometimes my emotions have gotten, I felt some kind of way about it. Like it wasn't comfortable. I didn't like it. But I knew it was what I needed to do. I knew that it was the right thing to do, you know? And those have been more of the successes in my life. The guy used this as an example when he was talking. I'm sorry for rambling. That's what this podcast is. Yeah, it's just <laughs> me rambling. So uh, this, it's just something I thought about this week that I thought was fascinating. You know, because I'm not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm always trying to improve. Like, if you ain't trying to improve yourself in some kind of way, like, you're wasting your life, man. Like, why not try to be a better version of yourself? Like, Glenn 2.0. You know what I'm saying? Like, but he used, uh, as an example, he was like, um, you know, when your alarm clock goes off in the morning, your mind knows, okay, I need to get up, I need to grind, I need to, you know get up and start the day, you know, but your emotions are like, hit the snooze button, you know, that's not your mind, that's your emotions, you know, that is your mind, but you know what I'm saying, right, your, your emotions are like, I don't want to get, I want to call out of work, and uh, you know, and that ain't no kind of way to be, you know, and, 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 the older that I've gotten, I'd say in the last, dude, I don't know, five or six years, maybe seven or eight, I have found myself tired of reaping the consequences of emotional decisions, and I tend to make more, try to use more logic in and take the emotional aspects out of my decision making process right and as become I've become more successful when it comes to choosing the right thing to do now there are downsides to that there are downsides to that right um I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about it and I was like dude it's so easy to it's so easy for me to walk away from relationships um just cuz i i'm divorced you know a lot of people a lot of people you know when it comes to um divorce when you say that word you know it's like to married people it's like their greatest if they're happy it's like their greatest fear you know and then for other people, that's just our reality. That's just the reality of our lives. And it's not... Look, I'm not going to say if two people get divorced, I'm not one to... I'm not going to pick sides. I say live and let live if you need to get divorced. You know, everybody's not meant to be with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, everybody that gets married isn't meant to be married. I really believe that. And I don't believe it's you're right or the other person. I'm just saying, like, you get one life, right? And and you've got to live your life. And the person that you're, 
you're married to has to live their life, you know? And if it's together, that's great. But if it's not, it's just not. It's just not in the cards, man. Yeah? It's just is what it is. And I think that... I think that going through something like a divorce can make you skeptical, you know? And it can make you rely less on emotions, you know, because you're kind of like, oh, well, that didn't pan out. And you told me that it would, Mr. Emotion, you know, and it didn't. So I'm going to be a little slower to listen to you from now on because you are a dumbass. <laughs> you know, that's just that's just me being honest, you know, and I know that I, I, I acknowledge that about myself. And is that broken a little bit? Maybe, maybe it is, you know, but maybe it's not. Maybe when you make responsible decisions based on logic, maybe the emotions will follow that, you know? If you make a good decision, you know, because love at first sight, really, really love at first sight. People, you hear that all the time. People's like, love, I knew when I saw him, I knew. I knew the first time I ever saw her in yoga pants, she was the one. Yeah, you did. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I don't believe that for one minute, man. Love at first sight. Man, I've been done fell in love at first sight thousands of times, buddy. Let me tell you. All right? But uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Uh, what even was I talking about? That's something else. Loss of focus. Oh, um, decisions with emotions versus logic. See, I have a little note. It keeps me on track. It keeps me going the direction that I need to go. Because if I was ever a runner, you know what I mean? Like sometimes in the woods, you got like you and you're hiking or something there's arrows or signs on the trees to keep you on the right path man i need them i need them in my life you know i need like physical <laughs> that would be cool man if there were like arrows in your life where they kept you on track that nobody else could see that maybe you could put on a pair of sunglasses or a pair of special glasses and only you could see like the, you know, like the 3d glasses, you know, or the glasses you put on to read invisible ink, you know, something like that. But only you could say like, go to this place now, walk to this because there's so much to do, man. You got so much to do. Like you could just program it into a computer million dollar idea here, buddy. I'm just going to go ahead and give it to you. You could program your, uh, you could program your itinerary into a computer and then put on the glasses and it would guide you. Like it would be like a GPS for your day, for your whole day. You know, this is what I need to accomplish at work. This is what I need to accomplish in my, you know, personal life. You know, pick up the dry cleaning. You know, stop and get a thing of icebreakers because you don't want to start smoking again. You know, if the lady goes poop, put all the food items back. Tell her, have a nice day. Yeah, something like that. That's why I need a GPS for my life. But I don't know, man. It's just something that I, uh, 
I've been thinking about it a lot this week. I don't know if that's uh if that does anything for you. But I mean I'm always trying when I hear stuff like that, I'm always trying to uh I always try to look at myself, you know, and keep it you know, and uh, when you're single it's hard sometimes, you know, because you don't have somebody. When you're married or when you're dating somebody, you know, and you get past that stage where you think y'all perfect, where you both are. She does no wrong. She does no wrong. She's an angel from above. Yeah. All right. But, uh, like, I, I want to be honest with myself. And, you know, I ask myself constantly, do I want to proceed in this current state that I'm in? You know, and the answer is no. Physically, yes. I do want to proceed in this state. You know, I could stand to lose some weight. But, you know, I'm talking about like mentally, emotionally, I want to stay on point. You know, and if I see something that needs to be addressed, I want to figure that out, you know. And uh, and so when I heard that this week, it was just something that I, it just kind of stuck with me, you know. Sometimes stuff be doing that. But, uh, anyway, I've been losing focus lately. And, uh, I don't know what it is, man. I read up on it. I was like, because I, I don't know if I have like, cause I, 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 I try to multitask a lot and I'm not really, my mind will just, I'll be scatterbrained. Like, I'll jump from one thing to the other. I was like, Is I, am I not getting enough sleep? This is the amount of sleep, you know, that I usually get. You know, is that a problem? Um, like, am I getting older and I need more sleep? Or is it like, because I take melatonin at night, does that make you kind of, does that make your brain kind of, kind of sketchy? And then, uh, and then what else? Like, because I'll be thinking about something I can't, it seems like I can't focus on, on one thing without my mind wandering to another thing. And so what I started doing is I started keeping like detailed notes. And whenever I think of something, I just write it down. It must be like, I'm ready to be old, man. Like, I'm ready to get real old because, like, I'm already, like, training myself to write everything down as I think about it. And as I do that, it kind of has made it to where I can, I'm like, okay, I got that, I've got that written down. I can kind of move on and put it out of my head and move on to something else. And uh, that's helped a little bit. But I don't know, man. I'm wondering if, if I've just never performed at a level you know, as far as like work where I realized I was ADD, you know what I mean? Like maybe I am a little bit, I don't know. I was homeschooled. I was homeschooled and they didn't believe in that. You know, what's with all this ADD? It was just called being bad when I was a kid. (laughs) So I don't know if I am, you know, if I am, I've learned to function with it throughout the years. But it's just been interesting because I never, I've, I've always been able to laser focus in on things, you know. But, man, I don't even know. 
I don't even, I can't even tell you, man, what's going on with me. But, you know, I was raised, I was homeschooled, you know, and I was, I've talked about before, you know, I was, I was, I lived a very sheltered childhood, you know, and that's my story. And there's not anything wrong with that. I think parents do the best thing. I think they do the best that they can do, you know? And you can never, I don't know. It kind of, it kind of, it's kind of rubs me the wrong way when people want to blame their parents for their issues when their parents were just doing the best that they could do with what they had. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I think that's the, that's the, uh, that's the deal. When I think back about my childhood, I don't have a lot of, you know, I don't have a lot of like, oh, I was some kind of victim, you know, because I had parents that loved me. And a lot of kids ain't got that. You know what I mean? And they love me enough to shelter me from everything in the world, <laughs> you know? And that's just the way it was, man. That was my existence. I wasn't, I wasn't unhappy. I think... I mean, I think that it's just like, that it is what it is. You know, there's no use in, there's no use in being like, oh, I wish this was there. What's wishing going to do, man? What's wishing going to do? You know, you got to take, you got to take, here's what you got to do, Jack. You got to take the experiences that you've lived in your life, the good and the bad, and you use them for the good, you know, going forward. Yeah. Like, be like, man, this really didn't work when I was a kid, so I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to do that again, you know? I ain't gonna, I ain't trying to raise my kids this way if I don't agree with it, you know? And that's what you do. You got an insider perspective on some stuff that everybody doesn't, you know? So really, it works to your advantage, because if you got an insider perspective on something that's like, you know... Like, say, say you got bullied a lot as a kid, right? Say that somebody bullied you as a lot as a kid. That ain't cool, man. That wasn't fun. But you got an insider perspective. As an adult, you know, you have experience that you can share with your kids, you know, if they ever get bullied or if they bully somebody else. You know, if you got a kid that's a bully, you could be like, look here, man. Somebody used to bully me. It's really a bad feeling. It makes me feel, it makes, it made me feel really bad. It made me feel lesser than. You shouldn't be that way, you know? And if you are, I'll smash your PlayStation. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Now you're just being bullied. But you know what I'm saying, yeah? It was, it was, I don't know, man. I grew up in a different, it was like a whole, it wasn't just, different because I was homeschooled and I was raised in a religious house. That's not why the whole world was different, man. The whole world was so much different back then than it is now. You know, but I think that I actually, I wouldn't trade growing up in the time that I grew up. Like, man, I'm glad there wasn't cell phones when I was young. You know, I'm glad there wasn't all these like Tinder and all these apps when I was young, when I was a teenager, I would not have fared well 
you know? My health would be, I would have something. I would have something that ain't no good to have. Yeah, it's just the truth. This is a truth podcast. That's why I should call this episode Truth. (laughs) Preached. It's just just the way it is, man. I'd be... Dude, if they had cell phones when I was young, I would be... You know... I would be a Mormon with a... You know, a Siamese twin as my wife. You know, because polygamy is cool. Out where is it? Out west, as in Utah, Salt Lake City. That's in Utah, right? Ain't that where they have the thing? They have polygamy. Not all Mormons believe in polygamy, you know, but some of them do. And I figured out how you could have. You could be like if you're a cheap polygamist, you know, because I was like thinking about that this week. I was like, what if I was a cheap polygamist? What if you're a polygamist and you don't want to have to buy two rings? You know? Here's what you do. You get your conjoined twin because they only have one left hand. Right? Now you got two. Now you got two for the price of one. You know? Or they could just swap it back and forth. Like, I want to wear it on my side. No, I want to wear it on my side. And then you could just, like, say, all right. And then, you know, if they say, I think you should buy us a ring for each hand since we're, you know, conjoined twins. I'd be like, that's crazy talk. That's poppycock. Like, we'll not have that in this house. In this polygamous Mormon house, we will not have that. Yeah? You get one ring. I don't know. That would be bad, man. That would be bad if you, like, you were, like, uh... If you were a Mormon and, like, you were... You said that. Like, I'm not gonna buy y'all two rings. Y'all crazy. And one of them... One of them's kind of a pushover. And they would be like, okay, he's right. The husband's always right. And then the other one was like, didn't like and wanted to fight back. I want a divorce. You know, what would you do if you were a polygamist and one of them wanted to divorce you? And the other one was like, worship the ground you walked on. What would you do when faced with that? That's what I want to know. Or if you dated, if you dated like, if you were just doing a little polygamy dating. You know, wouldn't that make for some awkward dates if you broke up with one and not the other? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, you got to think about this stuff. This stuff presents itself in life. You know, and you'll be like, well, I remember this episode of Glenn Thinks the Podcast where he talked about this and he tackled it and he said what he would do. And that's why I'm ready to you know, live my reality, you know, you're welcome, (laughs) I'm just kidding, I'm just messing around with you, but, uh, yeah, so, I figured that out, so that's good, that's good that I figured that out, you know, because that'll make a difference in my life, it's just constant, man. The stuff that goes through my head is just constantly. So every once in a while, the, a lot of what's in this podcast is just, it's just like the, uh, the whip 
or the foam that they put on top of the real coffee, you know, when you go to Starbucks and pay $50 for a cup of coffee, that's mediocre, you know, that's what this is, it's like brain foam, brain foam is what this podcast is, buddy, but, uh, but I hope you're doing all right, man. Everything's everything. The Olympics is going on right now. The Yankees suck. And I don't, just when they get my hopes up, they just smash them all. You know, they just destroy. They have emotionally. The Yankees have caused me more emotional pain this year than any. That's the majority of my emotional pain has been the New York Yankees season to date. Right. It just has been. They just blow. I don't even want to talk about it. But the Olympics is going on. I saw I saw a clip um, earlier today where, remember the bombing in Atlanta? Like, I remember that as a kid. I remember when the Olympics were in Atlanta and that bomb went off down there. That was wild, man. But just to see the people on the TV, the way that they dress, like the dads with all the big 80s-looking glasses, early 90s-looking glasses, the way that everybody dressed, it's like, dang, man people look weird and that was like my childhood dude that was like man it's just hard to believe it's hard to believe how fast everything goes by you know but did you watch the what about the Poirier Dustin Poirier uh Conor McGregor fight like uh did you watch that I thought because now they're coming out and they're said that well they've been saying I just don't do a podcast often enough. You're like Glenn, that was six months ago. Like now they're saying that Connor like had a fracture in his leg before the fight. That's what they're telling everybody now. But that's a crock because Connor came out kicking extremely hard, right? And they're just doing that to save face for Connor. You know, because love him or hate him, he's getting he's getting toward the end of his career. He just is. And like, yes, when he first fought Dustin Poirier, he was a better fighter. But now Dustin's on a different level, dude. Dustin's like, it's like he passed Connor. Connor was on the decline, and Dustin was on his way up. And he just passed. He just is a better fighter. I'm sorry. I like him better as a person too. You know. Just like Connor like tries to get in your head and he's all talk and he likes to hype himself up. And that's funny. And the clips are funny of him talking smack and the press conferences are great. But like I get to a point like just just shut up, man. You know, with people like that, because imagine being around somebody like that. It would be exhausting. You'd be like, dude, just shut up and fight. You know, and I like Dustin as a as a person. He's a family guy. You know, he has his charities from, he's from Louisiana, has a little hot sauce. Like, I just, I I think he's a cool dude, man. I just, I was pulling for Dustin Poirier. I'm not bandwagon. Go to my Twitter page and see who I picked before the fight, you know, and you'll see. You'll see if I have to prove it to you. But, uh, but I'm glad that he beat Connor, you know. And I want Connor to come back and fight Nate Diaz. I want Nate Diaz to beat Connor, too. Like Nate Diaz ain't as likable as a guy, but he's he's just he is who he is. Like what you see is what you get. That's what I like about him. But anyway, yeah, it was I mean it ended real quick. You know, it ended really quickly. But um, I was glad to see Dustin 
pull out another W, you know, so, uh, so there's that, and that's really like, man, I ain't gonna sit here all day, um, and I know you got stuff to do, you got people to see, baby, 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 but, uh, man, you wanna leave me a review, that's how I know how I'm doing, um, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, this podcast is available. If you're like, I'm on a podcast, I clicked a link somewhere that took me to God knows where, and now I'm in Alabama listening to you. You know, you don't got to be in Alabama listening to me unless you just live in Alabama and want to listen to me there, you know? You don't got to drive to Alabama to listen to me, you know? I'm available on all the podcast apps, and, you know, it's a smorgasbord. You can pick wherever... You know, I'll meet you where you are. You know, it don't even matter. I'll do the heavy lifting. I'll do all the talking in this relationship. You know, wouldn't it be bad to be in a relationship? I've been in relationships with people before, usually short ones, where they act like they have a podcast, you know, and can't nobody else talk. And they just say a bunch of dumb words, you know, kind of like I'm doing right now. But, uh, Anyway, if you want to follow me on Twitter or contact me via email and be like, this, I disagree with you here. And, uh, and then we can talk about it. Um, but I do thank you. I do thank you for spending your time listening to my podcast. That, uh, that means something to me. And, uh, I hope that all of you are safe and I want you to have a good week be good to yourself and uh just uh yeah that's it man i really don't have nothing else just try to put it out of your mind when you're at the grocery store and old sticky fingers scanning all your items just put your produce in a bag that's it i love you goodbye Thank <laughs> you.